This podcast is sponsored by MPB. How you all doing? Welcome along back to the Animal Anomalies podcast with your host, Wildlife with Cookie, and your co-host, Jacob Reams. JJ Rims in the house. Yeah. That's a Discord thing. You need to be part of the Discord to know what that is. JJ Rims and that, innit? Yeah. JJ Rims. There's something come down to, like, uni with me. People have found the Discord and call me that now. JJ Rims. I can't escape it. It's a porn name, innit? JJ Rims. Is that right? Yeah, it is. That's what it's... My side business. Right, anyway... (laughs) Rachel's here. Hello. How are you? Yeah, okay. How are you? Good, yeah. You excited yeah. for this second podcast? Yeah. How did the first one go, kids? Do we think that was all right? Or? Yeah, it went all right. Yeah. You enjoyed that, Rach? Yeah. 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 yeah, it went well. I thought it was all right, to be fair. Hmm. Apart yeah. from my, like, coughing fit. Yeah. That's the only thing we want to try and cut out today. I'll try, I'll try not, but, you know. No comment. No, no guarantees. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> so if you can keep that to a minimum, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, try, I'll try. What should be you? No. <laughs> I'll come over, I'll batter you. Yeah, you'll put me into yeah. pressure, I won't. I won't be happy. Before we get into it, though, this podcast is sponsored by MPB. MPB is the largest global platform to buy, sell, and trade used photography and videography equipment. It is a fantastic platform, which you can find yourself some DSLR cameras, some drones, some action cameras, whatever you need to go and be creative, MPB will have it there just for you. I've used it myself. I've got a Canon R5 and a 100 to 500 millimeter lens, and it was absolutely amazing. And on average, people that buy from MPB will be spending nearly a third less than if they were to buy new. So for me, it makes sense. Get yourself over to MPB. But anyway, back to the podcast. You have been at university recently. And uh, uh, where are you? What are you doing? Down in Cornwall at Falmouth Uni doing marine and natural history photography. That is geeky, isn't it? It's just fancy just, wildlife. The whole title just sounds sick. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just fancy wildlife photography. Yeah. Like, they could have just titled it that. <laughs> Would have been easier to say. That is mad geeky, though, isn't it? Just, it does sound good, though, like you yeah, said. Yeah, it does sound really good. Um, so what? Tell, tell us what you're doing then. So you just started, right? Yeah, I started back in September. So yeah. what's that? Four or five months ago? Yeah. I'm going to do the maths. How is it? It's awesome down there. Like, I'm loving life down there. So you, you like just photographing stuff all day long and that, is it? Pretty much, yeah. Have a lecture. They're just like, oh, I'll just uh, use a camera. So it's pretty basic stuff to begin with. Yeah. And then they'll just be like, oh, yeah, your task this week, go take a picture of, I don't know. Is that, is that legit all it is? Yeah. Like, uh, the week before I came back here, we had a task of what is wilderness. And so we literally had to think of a definition of, like, of how we perceive wilderness and take a picture of what we think. Yeah. And that, that was it. So what did you do for that? I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you're dosing? Is that what? I, I miss. Oh, well, I miss. You like, that one, did you? Oh, you slept through it. Of course you did. What a student. My God. Is that like what they do then? So it's basically like every week it's like, right, go find a kingfisher. Basically yeah, from our YouTube channel. And yeah, it's basically what we do, but I'm getting a degree out of it. Yeah. And paying like stupid amounts of money to do that. What better place to do it though? No, nah, yeah. It's all... Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Whereabouts is it? Down Falmouth. Falmouth. Yeah. Is it? Falmouth. Is it? No. It's awesome. Especially at the moment, we had like a megapod of dolphins chilling. Oh, okay, okay. So, so. okay, so wildlife is pretty good, right? Like, Sounds you, nice. You've got some interest in wildlife. Um, yeah, but it's a bit smaller, isn't it? They're smaller in Cornwall. Yeah, it's, it's like the biggest in Cornwall, I'm pretty sure. But what, what I'm looking at here, right, is the weather. Because you're on the coast, on the east coast, no. you must get... Sorry, the West Coast. I always get my East and West mixed up. You're on the West Coast. Mm. You all, you must always just get battered by rain. 
Yeah, uh, so in like the five months I've been living there. How much sun have you seen? I think I've seen a ground total of like two days sun. Do you spend a lot of time outside? Yeah. We couldn't tell, honestly. Could you? He looks pale. Look at him. I don't think he does. I'm sat next to Casper. Don't pale up. No, to be fair, you actually look tan. (laughs) 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 To be fair, you've got that like natural complexion, I I would say. That orange sort of tan, isn't it? Not bronze, it's orange. Sort of tan. Yeah. Really sad up. Yeah. But so, okay, so the weather's not very good. No. Past few days it's been nice though. Don't yeah, it's been nice everywhere in the UK. Yeah, so been every right. time I've been to Falmouth, it's been lovely. Yeah? Always been really sunny. So what so What do you do down there? Just, you know, this, that. <laughs> Get on the boat. Um, stream. Well, well, that's good. That's a real insight into Falmouth. Better than that's all, then. Yeah, no, it sounds wicked. <laughs> sounds good. But mate. my experience of Falmouth is going to be very different to Jacob's. Jacob lives there. Is, I mean, it, is it not boring? I only have no, for a day. Yeah, but you'd say that about living anywhere. I'd, I'd much prefer it to here. Like, I'd rather really? be here right now. I would 100% rather live in Cornwall <laughs> than here. Fine. Yeah, I don't want to be here in the studio right now. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of it. Disgrace. All right, whatever, fine. All right, no, fair enough. Like, I'm obviously getting ganged up on here about yeah. Falmouth and that. To me, I'm not that keen. Obviously, wildlife, there's some cool stuff down there, especially, like you said, big megapod dolphins. Yeah. Which is obviously yeah, just a good draw for anyone, isn't it? Mm. Um, so wh- why did you choose to do that for uni? What What's it? Why? Well, I did, well, as you know, I did wildlife photography anyway. Yeah. That's my passion. Yeah. And it's the only course in the UK that does that. I'm pretty sure it's the only one in Europe that does wildlife okay, that's, photography. Okay, that is so pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of only had one option. Yeah. Unless I wanted to go down, like, the science route and do, like, zoology or something. You know, it's a hard one to get into if it's, like, if it's... Only sort of the one out mm. sort of Europe was it hard to get into? Well, I was told it was, but half the people there just can't really take pictures. Oh, if, if they're watching this, I feel oh. bad now. Oh, he's just fired some shots. If yeah, they're that, watching this now, because they're going to be thinking, oh, he's on big podcast. Oh, let's go see what that is. Some people lagged. Lagging them off. They can't take pictures. Okay, I went a bit extreme there, but like, I was told when I was like applying that it is like really hard to get onto. Like, you have to be the best of the best. Yeah. But then. First few weeks of the course, it literally was like, here's how to use a camera, here's really? how to do this. And I was like, I thought we were meant to be like... Already knowing what this I is. Guess, so now, I feel like I guess you'd have to go through the basics anyway, just in case there is people that... Self-taught, have, like me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so just to know no, manuals like, and all that. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like I could take a good photo, but if you say to me, work this camera... Do it in manual. I would literally say, what? Well, yeah, I can know how to turn a camera on and off, but other than that, I've got absolutely no idea. I think a lot of people wouldn't know how to use manual. No. Those are people who use film cameras as well. I don't oh, get no, that. No, that's weird. See, like, that I don't... That's dead now, isn't it? For wildlife as well. Like, if you're yeah. doing maybe, I don't know, like, land photography or landscape. Yeah. 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 Film for wildlife, that's pretty... That sounds hard. I don't know oh, yeah. film camera and, like, the pictures it produces, but I feel like, yeah, for wildlife, that's... Mm. No, that's just a bit too difficult. No, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit mad though, eh? But um, are you enjoying it so far? No, yeah, I love it. Yeah? It's awesome. Oh, I'm glad. Is it a three-year course? Uh, yeah. Three. And then what are you going to do after it? Dave Who knows? <laughs> he's travel the world. He said he was going to Australia. No, yeah. he's Follow my footsteps. I do want to, like, as soon as it's over, go and spend, like, a year out in, like, Oz. That's nice. standard, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine the wildlife you see out there with all your, like, mm-hmm. geek knowledge and that. Because you, you, you're now, like, a diving... Scuba diver, isn't it? Well, yeah. So that's part of the course, course, isn't it? And that's something you're going to do on the course. Yeah, start. You can go to Great Barrier Reef and, like, like yeah, take really notes awesome. of that. Literally, I said, like, that's easy job, like, in a few years' time when he's got loads of, like, dive experience and 
the underwater camera. You can mm. go be like a underwater photographer somewhere, isn't it? Sick. Sick. Well, imagine that. Yeah. You'd be travelling all around like Maldives and that. No, no. All right. No, no. Hey, you do that. That's no, good. Yeah, mate. Fair play to you. So, like, half band on you. How do people get into that? Because there's going to be people watching this who, who or listening who are like, well, I want to, I want to do that sort of thing. There's going to be like young people who listen and think, I want to get into wildlife. I want to get into wildlife photography and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. How do they go about doing what you've started? Hey guys, if you're enjoying, whoops, one more time. Guys, if you like The Wild Times, check us out on Patreon. We put out four extra podcasts per month. That's one commute a week that you're just going to be laughing and learning the whole time in the car. <laughs> hey, let me do, do something else. This is the late night content, stuff that we, we can't show on, on YouTube because they'll kick us off YouTube. It's the Cinemax of podcasts. <laughs> Uncensored, raw dog. It's the Cinemax of podcasts check it out link right here uh well for me it's been like my whole life has been wildlife yeah like when i was young my grandparents kind of funneled me into that yeah interest and everything and then i picked up a camera and was like oh cool like i can remember what i've seen to a picture and like i can share it and everything and, like share stories and different things like that and it's, also, it's also like david Amber watching yeah. him oh, inspired yeah. me obviously. the goat the goat and then it just kind of, I was like, yeah, I want to do this as like a job. I want to keep doing it. And then it was, I think it was my A-level teacher. Yeah, I was doing photography at A-level. Yeah. And she was like, oh, like, what are you doing for uni? Because I found this awesome course that is like perfect for you. Right. So I looked into it. I was like, yeah, this is this. So what were you doing before that then? Before your A-level teacher has obviously lead, led you in the right direction. What what was on your horizons before then? Uh, zoology courses. I oh, said so it wasn't like photography. I didn't, I didn't want to go into just like, I don't know, like film and TV or something like that. Yeah. I wanted to do wildlife photography, but they didn't have that. So I was like, oh, I want a wildlife job. So yeah. zoology. So this is the only place in the United Kingdom or Europe, you said? That I think it was it? Europe, yeah. So that's Falmouth University. Yeah. So if there's anyone at like university age or maybe older or younger, I don't know, that's sort of thinking about that, that's where they should look. No, yeah. Falmouth Uni. It's, yeah. And, and you love it? Yeah. Awesome. Big up. Look, look at this promotion we're giving Falmouth Uni. So that's wicked. It sounds wicked. Hopefully you do really well out of it. I think you will. Like you've done good stuff already. Mm. Photos are wicked. Pretty sick, isn't it? Yeah. Good luck for the future. Cheers. Enjoy this podcast while it lasts. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, we've got a new segment. Um, we wanted to chuck something in it that was a little bit fresh, mm -hmm. a little bit new, and we wanted to give Rachel something to do. So we've come up with this segment. It's the news, but it's wildlife news. Okay, there was a jingle. Do that again. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that. Where did that come from? Where did, I wasn't expecting a little ringtone. Yeah. Come on, do that again, ready? I don't, no, we'll, we'll introduduce it again. Do it again. You. Are you ready? No, right, so the new segment... Oh, she's coughing. So the new segment we've got is the news. It's the news. That's wicked. <laughs> I'm so happy. The segment's wicked already. Um, all right, go on then. So the news, uh, the premises, you're going to read out some things. What is it? Tell us. So I've got a couple of news articles that I have found from recent times. Yeah. Um, I can give you the names of them and you can pick which ones you want to yeah, right. listen yeah. to. Yeah, go on then. How many you got? Uh, just got four. All right, pretty, that's pretty rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, maybe a couple more. Right, go on then. Um, so first off, I'm going to say this wrong. Right. Melon Colony. So, what? Yep. So... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what was that? Melon Colony. Melon Colony. Yep. And then we've got your 
Oh god, you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> and the starter in the cupboard, I can't really narrow that one down. Oh. Hold on, you're speeding up a bit, yeah? What was that second one? You're naked. You're naked. Nay. Like, horse. Jesus, got wrong. Well, lastly, we've got bug off, you slag. Sorry? Bug off, you slag. Can you go through them again quicker? Yep. So, melancholy. Well done. You are nay good. Yeah. Styler in a cupboard. Bug off your slag. Right. <laughs> what did you use articles? Yeah, yeah, some good uh, I've obviously changed. Uh, they're my titles, not... Um, There's not the actual title. No, and, and they okay. can't have to make them because I've made them. Right, okay. Designed by Rachel. Yep. Um, what are we saying? <laughs> what do you want to hear? So, what? melancholy, you're nay good. Styler in a cupboard. Bug off your slag. Um... What is it you want to go for? What what is, what? They're, shall... they're all kind of intriguing. <laughs> trying to figure out what they're about. Uh, go on, you pick I mean, one and I'll pick one. You go for it, mate. What do you I want me to do? I think we've got to go for just bug off your slag. Bug off you slag. Bug off you slag, please. What is that? Because you've started off with that one. So basically, it's a zoo in America. Right. That Because obviously Valentine's Day is approaching soon. Um, you can donate some money to this zoo to name a cockroach after your ex-partner, nice. and then they feed it to some animals. <laughs> and then I, uh, I think yes. they sometimes live stream some of it, so they'll be like, this is Josh to the lizard. <laughs> and then you can watch, <laughs> watch a beaten. I love that. That's wicked. Oh, have you got the article up here? Yeah, so it's the San Antonio Zoo. So that's in America, yeah? Um, And so that's so strange. Like, they're, they're like... What's that little TikTok like? Um, so they've got. Oh, that's really cool though. I re that's actually a really good idea. Like I, so I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that's gone really well. Uh, so I, meanwhile, I, easy I, money. Yeah. I think this they do do things similar to this of different occasions because obviously it's interesting. It's different. TikTok, I imagine, absolutely love it. Field day, yeah. Um, so I think TikTok would have gone. Uh, yeah, a great way to. Um, donate uh, to gather some money for them. I was going to say, it's a good way of raising... Look, what's that one? Oh, I was put on there. Wow, <laughs> no. I'm being fed to this. Let's, let's just rock you over to that one. Right in the middle. Rich, highlight it for us. Jacob. Was Jay one of the most popular names? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, the little playboy. He's been rumbled. Yes, it says there about TikTok, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, was something about a pumpkin smashing something as well. Yeah, hippo. Smashing a pumpkin, uh, hippo crushing a pumpkin. But that's really cool. Like, I actually think that's a really smart idea. Um, yeah. You know, to get people into wildlife. Obviously, like, it, it, this is appealing to people who have like, had ex-partners or whatever. Yeah. Which is great, right? Because They are great. Your <laughs> <laughs> relationship failed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but it, we're getting wildlife in on the on the topic, and I think that's really good. Well, yeah. I really like that. I just think it's funny. Like, it is. No, yeah. It's different, isn't it? Like, yeah. Who would you put on there? What name would you put on there? I'd, I'd go with... I'd say I'd go with quite a few names. I feel like it's just one of the things that... Even if you didn't have an ex, necessarily, or if you did, but you liked them, um, just go for your enemies. Yeah. Good point. Took your mates in for a bit of banter, isn't it? What, me? Yeah. Why would you do... Oh, just banter. What? Just banter. Yeah, be funny. See me on there, yeah. yeah. Well, you're in there a lot, so... No, yeah, it says, it says all about you, doesn't it? Yeah. Huh? Right, that was good. I enjoyed that one. That's a good start, actually. Bug off, you slag. You're welcome. That's it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with 
Now, I do like the sound of Thala in the cupboard because it's on topic yeah. for what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I'm actually not going to go for that one. Oh. I'm, I, but I want to hear about it at some point. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go with your nay good. What's that then? Your nay good. Go on, do the, do the voice. Uh, your nay good. <laughs> you well done. So this is from <laughs> the UK, I believe. Um, yeah, so South Yorkshire Police is looking for a new home for their seven-year-old gelding because it's basically not disciplined enough. Now, what's happened to this horse then? What's he not good at? Nay good at? Basically, he's just not disciplined enough. It, apparently, he's very good. Like, he's got very good manners. Yeah. Very lovely horse. He's just not disciplined enough. Um, so, so he's got a mucking about and that. So he's on, like, guard duty and he thinks, lol, bants, I'm going to have a run, sort of thing. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So it says um, he just didn't excel as a police horse, basically. Um, it says he's got impeccable manners. Yeah. Down uh, one. Yeah, it says he's a, a nice little horse, yeah. But yeah, so... He does look nice. He's got his tongue out there. Cheeky. Exact. Mischievous horse looking. Poor guy. That's real sad. Yeah. Poor little fella. Oh, but it does say he's got impeccable manners. Yeah. And he's uh, very nice. It looks nice. So if you're in the market for a new horse that's with impeccable manners and you don't want to police it, get into contact with South Yorkshire Police. <laughs> yeah. Poor little guy. Yeah, you get yourself a little horse, isn't it? Impeccable manners. That'd be good. And don't forget the sponsor of the podcast is... MPB, the largest global platform where you can buy used photography and videography equipment. You can also sell it. You can also trade it. It's a proper good platform, isn't it, Rach? It is. So get yourself over to mpb.com. Look out for all the camera equipment you can get there. The DSLRs, the action cameras, the drones. It's wicked, mate. Back to the podcast. Something that's interesting that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Some de-extinction. 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 Like Jurassic Park kind of thing, doesn't it? It, it does, yeah. 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 Pre-mental thing. We have that power. Uh, and it, it's weird, isn't it? Because you know like cloning has been talked about for a long time, and I assume this is what it is, right? But they've got yeah. a different name for it. It's just a really weird sounding thing, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is something, Jurassic Park. Something that's been dead for like some of these animals thousands of years. Yeah, it's mental. Do you, back. do you know much about this? Uh, a small amount. Yeah? Yeah. So like, start. What? how are we going to start this? What are we? Because there's big news about it, but I suppose we should start at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So what? what's going on? What's happening? There's this Texas-based company called Colossal. They're a bioscience, genetic... The extinction company, or that kind of bit crazy. And InGen. Yeah. Yeah, go on. The real life InGen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But basically, they announced, what was it, a year ago, a couple years ago now, that they're going to bring back a mammoth. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, this is also the one that I've seen the most of. Yeah, that was pretty massive news when when they announced it. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I mean, just thinking that. Because they've said, like, in the next five years, the first, like, little mammoths could be running around again. That's mental. So imagine that. Yeah, you imagine, like, just flipping mammoths and that. Like, yeah. well, so what, how are they going to do that then? What, how is a mammoth walking the earth again? So, basically, closest living relative to the mammoth is the Indian elephant. It's basically, like, 99.6%. Like, oh, okay, it's mad close. DNA yeah. is the same and everything. Mad close, yeah. And so the plan is to get the DNA and everything that they've extracted from uh, mammoths that have been preserved in, like, the permafrost and stuff in, like, yeah. Siberia and places, put that into an embryo and then impregnate an Indian elephant that will then, okay. 22 months later, give birth to a mammoth, like, put simply. But then how do they then make, like, multiple? 
of them without interbreeding? Do you know what? Good question. J Jacob, do you have an answer? Uh, well, last time I did biology was a good few years ago, so <laughs> I'll try and bring back the A-level knowledge. But Well, I suppose the way they cook them up is just chuck it in another elephant. Um, so if Also, you can change the genes and stuff within it. Yeah. Like, you can do all different things to change different things that are expressed in it. Like right, okay. Turn, basically, to put it simply, you can turn genes on and off to make it That's slightly weird. different. I'm pretty sure you can remove genes to make it male or female. Yeah. I could be completely making this stuff up. <laughs> Don't say that, man. Just rock with it. I'm, I'm just, yeah, going with A-level biology. Yeah, smashed it. But, you, um, you didn't even add that part. I think everyone was believing you. I was just nodding my head like, yeah, he's talking some knowledge. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, we've got a few specimens as well that yeah. we've recovered DNA from, so there'd be a bit of genetic diversity there already. Yeah, absolutely. So they can they can take that sort of stuff out, stick it in the elephant, and then try and, like, sort of spread yeah. the... The ancestral lines. Absolutely insane that they have DNA from a woolly mammoth. They they didn't go out of um they didn't go that long ago, did they? How, well, do, you, do you know where it was? I don't know. They exactly. died when the pyramids were being built. That's quite a long time ago, actually. So, what, so six thousand, eight thousand, ten, ten. Ten? So History is not my uh, trombone. So ten thousand years. That's not. It's it's not. And obviously, if you get stuck in ice, it's uh. Yeah, it's like the, DNA the freezer in it. DNA is like a sell by date, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure it's something like the half life of DNA is about 2.5 million years. I'm not allowed. Yeah, so like. It's quite a while. That means a dinosaur you can't get because the DNA is gone. So, what you're saying is we, we aren't going to have a Jurassic Park. We're not we going to have. We could do. But we're not going to have like T Rexes running about, is what you're saying. Well, we could do. Mm hmm. That, but that's what? a whole different thing. Right, okay. Let's not like, go into that then. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about this, the extinction of the, the animals so far, because yeah. the mammoth is quite an interesting one. What's the idea with the mammoth? What are they going to do with it? So basically, the original plan was there's a place called Pleistocene Park that's being created in Siberia. Jurassic Park. Sounds a bit like that. Yeah. It's got some better intentions. Right, okay. Whereas Jurassic Park was like a theme park, getting making money off of it. This is conservation. Right, okay. And do you know anything about the mammoth step? Uh, it's from a long time ago. It's um, now. But it's not very good now, is it? Now it's kind of dying because yeah. we've killed off all the megafauna. Yeah. What? Me me megafauna is like animals. big animals and that. Yeah. Right. Come on. Big words here. So what's going on? Uh, so like, uh, yeah, basically big animals. And because we killed it off, that job's not being done anymore. Yeah. So up in like, uh, what's the word? Um, is it Siberia? Yeah, Siberian, yeah. like, tundra, yeah. that kind of habitat. Yeah. Basically, the megafauna would go along clearing the snow. Like, mammoths, being big and heavy, they'd compact it, get rid of the thick layer, and it would allow plants to go through. Yeah. But nothing's there doing that job anymore. So it's just, it's just thick snow just piling up, and the plants are all dying off. Yeah. Right. And it's thought that, like, the mammoth steppe, if we buoy it back, it could help with climate change because there's going to be more plants taken in uh, like uh, dioxide and everything. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of what the word was. Yeah, carbon dioxide. Yeah. And so it'll just help yeah. take in more because at the moment that kind of habitat's a bit useless. And, and in five years, within five years, this could be five, five years. That's Like baby mouse could potentially be back. Yeah. But that's also mad because in how long an elephant is pregnant. So basically, it's not even really that long. Not a while. It, yeah. So like, I don't know what the actual like step is on that. Is that is that after? Is that birthed? Yeah, that, that's just when they're like first back, like what that's in like existing, kind of thing. So birthed, 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, it's like three, three, years. three years. Three years. So you just get one that's of the duffel. Estimated anyway. That's it mental. Way longer, but that's what they hope. But then also, I think, granted, I'm not a scientist, but if they've, got the, bad, D- bad. If they've got the DNA from the mammoth anyway, they've got an elephant, why is it taking three years? There's other science. There's a lot of stuff that has to go into, like genetic splicing and everything, to make sure the mammoth is the mammoth DNA has to be accepted by the elephant in order to, to actually like form inside of the elephant and then give birth. In simple words, there is still some science to be done. There's quite a lot to be done. <laughs> so, all right, moving on then. So that's the mammoth. That's going to be happening. Um, this company, Colossal Bioscience, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, they also announced something very in- interesting. My voice just went then. <laughs> they also announced something very interesting. So obviously you're sat here today and um, something we're going to talk about later. What, what was that? The thylacine. The thylacine. Another pretty mental one. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's not as mental though, seeing as it was like the 30s when it went extinct though. It's a bit, P- it's a bit more recent than the, the mammoth. Potentially the 30s. Oh, yeah. Could be later. And also, bully mammoth really cute. You reckon? Yeah, keep woody. Especially <laughs> <laughs> baby ones. Yeah, um, yeah, I can imagine they would go the fuzzy thing. When I was looking into it, sorry, I'm going back to the mammoth. When I was looking at the mammoth and how like it would look as a baby coming from the elephant, the photo of it was so cute. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, back to them. <laughs> <laughs> Go on there. Tell us about... So the next one, they've got thylacine. Yeah, so going on? with the thylacine, they've partnered up with a uni in uh, Australia, yep. the University of Melbourne. Yep. Where, yeah, they're working together to bring back the thylacine from extinction. So... Crazy. Yeah. And obviously, same sort of scenario. They've got, like, well-preserved thylacines that they can... Well, yeah, there's plenty of specimens in, like, collections. Yeah. Like, we've seen one at a museum. They've got something at the Natural History Museum, haven't they, that's yeah. to do with thylacine. Yeah. But the, the, had they saved... I don't know how like, the DNA and stuff works, but had they saved DNA from the existing ones, not now the dead ones? Do you know what I mean? What do you mean, right? Considering <laughs> the ones that were still walking about, did they like get blood and that from it? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, sure. I, I don't think that's what happened. No, no. We'll, we'll have like specimens in like jars and stuff, yeah. so the body is still completely intact, and yeah. you can take it from that. I think there's one of them actually in the Natural History Museum you just mentioned. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah, it's a little baby one or a yeah. fetus or something that's uh, in a little jar. Yeah, you've seen that, yeah. Right, so I, so I think that's the sort of like um, it, they get it from that sort of stuff and like old pelts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I feel like now, like in in like modern day now, if an animal is endangered, they will take things from it. Oh, yeah. To save, but I guess they didn't do that at that time. Yeah, nice. We didn't have as much of an understanding, but yeah. I do get what you're saying though, and I do think it's quite interesting. That's why I'm like, I'm interested in hearing about this de-extinction stuff and what it can do for animals that are still alive today that aren't having a very good time of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously these, the animals that they've mentioned so far, the mammoth and the thylacine, are obviously, uh, one of them is definitely extinct. One of them has got a, a little question mark over the top. Officially of extinct. Officially extinct with a question mark, yeah, I would say. Um, and and then there's another one as well, isn't there? What's this happened? So obviously, let go back to the thylacine. Right. Yeah. They, they they've partnered up with a, a university. They got a bit of money yeah. to sort of push this forward, yeah. and they came out with an outlandish sort of estimate of time. They said it was gonna be. It was between five to ten years again. They they, they could be having the thylacines at the same time as mammoths potentially. But what was crazy about this one? They said rewilded. They didn't oh, say yeah. like. Well, just make it as well. 
They, yeah, so they didn't say just making one. They said, no, 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 that's going out into the world in yeah, five to ten years. Their plan is basically, uh, to begin with, putting them on a private island in Tasmania to mm-hmm. kind of get them back with some, like, natural instincts and everything, getting them surviving out in the wild. And once it's all going well, ship them over. Let them do their job. Just put them back in the wild. Because the habitat, the habitat hasn't changed that much in Tasmania, but obviously no. without its apex predator... Um, it's not going to be having a good time. Mm. Uh, as time goes on, it will just sort of gradually decline itself. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got the mammoth. We've got thylacine. Something else has happened very recently. Yeah, literally only like a week ago. Yeah. As of recording this anyway. Yeah. Uh, they announced the dodo. I'm going to say, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping dodo and that, isn't it? Which you, you were happy about that one. <laughs> it's a bit more random, like yeah. the mammoth, climate change, yeah. thylacine, just like, because we got rid of an apex predator, bring that back. But yeah, Dodo, it's a bit more random. Yes. How long has it been since they were around? Uh, 400 years, I think. By uh, was it 16, 400? 16, I think it was like the 1700s. Yeah, I think. 1650, I'll guess. Something like that. It's, it's it was been, the 17th century, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so yeah, it hasn't been that long, to be fair. It's not... It's not been like it's not been major though, mm. um, from Mauritius and whatever. So that'll be quite interesting. Yeah. So, but what? Obviously, they've said this, but what else have they announced with that as well? Because they have secured the bag, um, in terms of finances. Like well, what? They've got quite a bit of money coming in. So how much? You, how much are you talking here? Uh, like tens of millions. At the like more. Well, yeah, more. I don't know the exact figures though, but like 150 million dollars is what they've. Oh, that's um, more than I thought. Yeah, 150 million dollars is what is more funding that's gone into it, right? And then they've announced the dodo mm. as their new like avian sort of de-extinction project. So they've got mammoths, they've got thylacines, and now they're going into the birds. Is this all the same people? Yeah, same, same people. Yeah. Good. Just like each year they just bring out a new animal. They come and. They're like, oh, we want to see this. Yeah. Here you go. It's but it, a dodo. But it seems like out of nowhere, like with the thylacine, they announced they got five million in funding, right? And Chris Hemsworth was one of the backers, right? Oh. Loved it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we make the thylacine, mate. And um, that was really <laughs> bad. I would never do that ever again. I'm sorry. Um, and then this next one, for me, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like when I read it, because it's like, one, they've announced a dodo. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Right, but the next bit where they were like, "We've also got 150 million." I was like, "Sorry, no, yeah." Where has that come? That's from? a lot of money, isn't it? Mm. At that point, I'm like, "Mate, that is serious." You know, like five million is a lot, obviously, but like 150 million yeah. is like unprecedented, I suppose, in mm. that sort of field. That's crazy money. The dodo is different though to the other two. Yeah, because both mammoth and thylacine, we have the DNA and everything. Yeah. It. Dodo, we didn't. So what they've basically done is found, again, the closest living, like, relatives and stuff in terms of their DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, close to so what, what is the closest living relative to a dodo? The Nicobar pigeon, which, if you want to pull up, they're pretty Great, well, do you know what that is? I have absolutely no idea, but if you just... I'm just going to have a quick Google. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll have a look in animals, but, yeah. yeah, basically, they've taken the DNA from that, changed it a little bit, done some editing on it, and then... They've now apparently already sequenced a full, like, dodo DNA strand. Really? That's crazy. A bit better than our pigeons. Yeah, so it's a pretty funky-looking pigeon. Look at that. Um, but you can see there, there's a... Yeah, yeah, you can see it's, like, part of the... Well, that's dodo farm and that. But like, it's actually a really cool-looking bird, to be fair. Look how colourful it is. Something back there. It's like a big rainbow. Pull this from a bridge. 
That one there. Look at that. That's wicked, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That's it was... a proper cool-looking bird. I mean, sack, I'd say sack the dodo off and just keep that. But weirdly... Oh, you've still got that. Get more of them knocking about. If somebody showed me this and said, what's this like? I'd say... Not a dodo. But it's like weirdly. that It's like that old thing with like T-Rexes and chickens, isn't it? Oh, yeah. People always say that. Like, when you say, what's the, what's, what's the closest relative to the T-Rex alive today? It's a chicken. Yeah, chickens are weird. But like, it's, best, it's that sort of thing, though, isn't it? Like... Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool looking bird, that. And uh, relative to the dodo, gonna live back in Mauritius. Uh, so says Colossal. Which it's is. It's not gonna be a true dodo, though. That's the only thing. Because it's like. Yeah. It's not dodo DNA. Yeah, it's what we think it will be like. So we're making basically. We are slightly mashing it up. It's like when you said we'll never have dinosaurs, and I said, well, we could. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's turning genes on and off and everything so it displays certain things. To turn it into a dinosaur. That's what they've done with the dodo. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like, I think that that whole sort of aspect is actually really, really quite weird. Um, and what what do you make of it? Like, as like someone, I don't. Well, let's start with you, Jake. Actually, what do you make of this whole thing, like colossal and bringing back all of these sort of animals and that? I mean, I find it mad. Like, yeah. to begin with, just thinking we have the power to bring back an animal that none of us have ever seen, like and stuff. But it's like. In the case of the Dodo, I don't really see the point. Right. It's like, it's, it's obviously it was filling a role on the island in Mauritius and everything, but it's like the mammoth's being brought back for a purpose and the thylacine as well, with it being an apex predator. But yeah, the Dodo, I'm a bit yeah. more confused on, but I think they've done it truly to be like, yeah, this Look is like... can do sort of thing. It's like the ambassador almost of like extinct species. Yeah, it's it's a Dodo. Yeah, literally, like even the expression dead as a Dodo, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's not dead as a thylacine, is it? Bit rubbish, that saying. But like the weird thing is though, those animals weren't out to survive. Yeah, so they haven't got. They're gonna like, have to learn everything again. I'm gonna there in species that are gonna teach them. So it's like, how's that, that dodo gonna? I think that is dodo? that is one of the biggest criticisms of this whole project. Is like, how are they gonna know how to hunt? Mm. Uh, like they, they won't act like a mammoth would have acted because they don't know how a mammoth acted. Yeah, exactly. It's quite weird. Yeah, in, like you put them with. I don't know, you put them with a monkey, it'll start acting like a monkey because that's all it knows. Mm. Yeah, you see it with sheep and dogs and that, innit? When a sheep's hanging around a dog, it starts bouncing around and that. Mm. Same thing, yeah? Yeah. So it's going to be like, how, how does the dodo know how to be a dodo? Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you think about it, Rich? I, like Jacob, find it amazing that they can do it. I think for animals that... We'll do good. So, like, the mammoth, if it goes back into, like, the snow and that, like what you were saying, I think if it has a purpose, amazing. But if it doesn't necessarily have a purpose, what is the point? Right, OK. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think I'm similar to that. Uh, I do think it's quite interesting to see what will happen. Mm. I think, like, science-wise, I'm like, it's really cool. Um, whether it happens or not, I don't know, but it'd be really cool, interesting to see. And ultimately, um, I think if it can benefit the animals that are alive today, I'm all for it, right? Because that's my thing, is like, you don't want to neglect, um, all this money's coming in, you don't want to neglect the stuff that's alive and critically endangered today, you know? Yeah. Like, um, certain animals that could be going, like, facing extinction, mm -hmm. could you help them with this sort of technology? And that's where I'm like, okay, Let's push towards it. And if, if we can help animals that are alive today, sound. No, yeah, I'd fully back it if it was that case. Yeah. So I think, like, in that sort of uh, 
scenario. Yeah, I'm all for it. Mm. Um, let's talk about what we would de-extinct if we were colossal. Um, you have come prepared. So we've decided we're going to de-extinct one animal that isn't a mammoth, a thylacine or a dodo. And How far back are we talking though? Okay, I didn't want to do dinosaurs, but I think we could if we wanted to. Wait. Just uh, have a T-Rex running about. Historic animals that I'd love to see. Yeah, it'd be cool, wouldn't it? Be like, T-Rex, put it back in England for banter. See what happens. It wasn't, but put it there. (laughs) I want it. Right, Rach, you're going to go first. What was you... uh... So I will start off by saying that I didn't want to pick a common extinct animal. Yeah. Because so, yeah, Rachel Googled extinct animals and it kept coming up with top tens. And like she was like, I, I don't want any of this. So I did find somebody's encyclopedia of extinct animals. And I did attempt to read some of it, then got bored. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've picked one, mainly because of his name. Right, okay, what is it? It's a pig-footed bandicoot. Sounds pretty cool. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> pig-footed? What, it's got yeah. trotters? So... Got little trotters. <laughs> Trotted bandicoot. With the Dassum, verifiable specimen was collected in 1901. Okay. But probably survived in remote areas until possibly the 1950s. Right. So, relatively new. Old name, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, its front feet had two functional toes. Yeah. Which were like hooves. Um, and its back feet just didn't really do much. Do you love how prepared she is as well, by the way? Like, uh, just reading as she's uh, trying to talk it out. <laughs> she's got the animal, but she's, like, learning on the fly. No, I have read about it, but obviously it's not it's an not. animal that I'm well accustomed to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So, Pig-footed, bandicoot. Oh, it's also in Australia. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, bandicoots, yeah. Um, and it's we're saying that the averages were describing what it was like. And when it was sort of like walking around looking for food, it was really sort of slow, but would like drag its back legs. So its back legs were sort of like redundant if it was walking. That's really But it it became like running, apparently it was really fast. And it was like bunny hop with its back legs. So its back legs would then sort of turn into like springs. Yeah. And I just think, weird. That is quite weird, isn't it? Like, do you know what, Rach? You're actually going to put us to shame. Thank you. Because you've actually researched. I was just going to... Uh, sh- do you want, shall I go with mine? Go on then. Or Spinosaurus. I, just, I thought you just said no dinosaur. I know, but like I, I thought I'd just wing it. Um, and I've right. gone against my own rules, isn't it? Spinosaurus is fair enough, though. Pretty I want a Spinosaurus. It ain't going back to Egypt or wherever it was from. It's it's coming to the UK. It's going to Scotland. There was, there was a relative of the Spinosaurus, though. Yeah, the um, Baryonyx, yeah. But I want Spinosaurus, that big, fish-eating, massive thing, I want the one specifically from Jurassic Park 3. I want that one. like a real... (laughs) I want that one. That is a good one. I want that. And you're going to put that in Scotland. (laughs) Stick that in in Loch Ness. Destroyed by a Spinosaurus. Uh, Bollocks to uh, flipping Nessie. Stick that in Loch Ness. Watch the excitement. That'd be wicked, wouldn't it? Imagine the boat tours. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be cool. Spinosaurus. So, uh, yeah, sorry. We've actually done it not very right. But you did. Well done. I'm still talking about my pig-footed bandicoot. Oh, right, sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> sorry, just jumping in with a Spinosaurus. That's all right. Go on. So yeah. they were no bigger than a kitten. So, like... Oh, that's small. very small, yeah. yeah I've like seen a bandicoot. Um, and they, the average has also said that they were great little animals because they had mega stamina. Yeah. And, like, could run at full speed for quite long periods of time. Hmm. So going into where I would bring it, I'd bring it to the UK. 
Budget, yeah, you're not gonna happen it back in Australia. Not, put it in Australia too, but I won't want it, so yeah, I'll bring it here too. Why would you bring it to the UK? Because it's got a cute name. You just want to see it. I have written a list of my reasons. Okay, you've actually fully gone for it. We've not done this. So I would put it all over the UK. Yeah. And because it's got a cute name, that's why I want it. Um, I would make it slightly bigger so people don't think it's a deformed rat. Yeah. And I would make it a bit more like a goat. Yeah. So it what? keeps the grass short. And what? bit more like a goat. What do you mean? So I'd like, I wouldn't cross it with a goat. You just wanted to eat grass? No, but I wanted to sort of like... How a farmer would have a goat to cut the grass down. And like some of these places have like horses Wallabies. to keep the grass. Yeah, what? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But I'll. Yeah. Sheep. My pig footed bandicoot. Okay, well, yeah. What do you mean you're cross it with a goat? No, I'm not going to cross it with a goat. What's our so goat got to do with it? So it's going to be a bit like a goat, how a goat would like cut down the grass. <laughs> but my pig footed bandicoot is going to do the job instead. <laughs> so get rid of your goats. Yeah. Get the pig footed bandicoot. Right. Yeah. Smashed it. So, okay, well... But yeah, it would have to be slightly bigger so people wouldn't, like... Yeah, it run it over or something like that. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, with, with its weird legs. Do you know what, Rich? I'm actually really impressed because... Oh, yeah, same. I didn't think you would come with anything, do like... Can I your phone? Spectacular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phone, yeah, because I want to see this sort of thing. But I'm actually really quite surprised because I've not taken this part seriously. And you you have. You've come with facts. Like, look at his weird yeah. little... Little... Okay, I can see his feet. Yeah, he is like a little, like a little rat-looking um, thing here. Like, well, he looks a bit ropey in that. Yeah, it's a little flower. It's not. You still find that cute, do you? Or no, in fact, I saw he looked like here. Yeah, that was good. That it is like a mouse mixed with fly. Like a jaboa, isn't it? It's sort of got a bit of jaboa about it. But yeah, no bandicoot. I think they're really cool. But they're small and mm. like weird legs. Yeah. Well, that one obviously. That one again looks a bit looks a bit ropey when it loads, but that's fine. We don't need to look at that, do we? So, do you know what? Like, fair play, fair play. I've actually seen Bandicoot, a really rare one. Um, so the Eastern Bard Bandicoot. If you want to like search that up, so everyone can see it. Who? Sorry. Eastern Bard Bandicoot. So I was in Australia, um, looking for. Oh, they're cute. Little lines. I went to look for penguins. in As you do. Phillip Island in Australia and down the south there in Phillip Island we were watching these penguins come onto the beach and as we left in the car park one of these little guys um, so this here on the left side or the right side of the picture you got there look at it little thylacine looking bandicoot really cool isn't it but that recently was extinct in the wild oh. within the last like 20-30 years was extinct in the wild in the mainland of Australia and only recently they've started putting them back uh, in Phillip Island mm. and a couple of islands on the south of Australia. Look at it. It's wicked looking, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite cute. You like that one? That's yeah, a cute one, isn't it? Strike. So I saw that. I was running about my feet in a, a car park on Phillip Island. It was sick, mate. Loved it. Proper cool thing. But yeah, cool. Love that. Let's have another little look at it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Good look at that. That's literally the exact same thing. Wicked. Right, Jacob, tell me about yours. Because we've got Spinosaurus, we've got a pig-footed bandicoot. What is uh, yours going to be? Uh, he's not. He's not. He's not done any research. Oh, he haven't done my research. Jesus, Ray, it's what a flipping amateur. Do you know what I mean? Go on, wait, made a Parasaurotherium. Oh, sorry, what? Yeah. Go on, Ray, what? Say that again. Parasaurotherium. Oh, she actually did a really good job. That's <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. That was good. I know, like, it's got no use. 
Right, okay. And it went extinct like millions of years ago. Right, Rachel's going to need to have a look at what that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's a good name yeah, for an animal, cool. and it might be a little bit of an obscure one, to be fair, so everyone yeah. listening, but Rachel's going to... Uh, it's a C. Hi. It's a C. It's yeah. a C. Well, here. Yeah. You know what it is, don't you? E-R. Yeah, there we go. Lovely. Look at, these. Oh, Look at that. Wow. So, largest terrestrial mammal to ever live. Do you know what, do you know what it is about these? <laughs> you know this as well. I know where you know it from. The only reason I know what it is is you sort of play the game called Ark. You go, like, shoot them, innit? it? Um, okay. <laughs> you do what I want, But they're always usually around the swamps in Ark. There we go. They're down there. Well, they're from, that's from the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, go on, tell me about their parasitherium. Uh, so, I said they were found in, like, Pakistan. And yeah. That area of the world yeah. where they're from. Back in the Oligocene pe- epoch, even. Right, okay. So, quite a while ago. A while ago. But yeah, large, cool looking, isn't it? Largest terrestrial mammal to live. Rhino giraffe looking thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an elephant rhino with giraffe. armor. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, a giraffe with armor. So this one here, you can see on the right side, it's got the size comparison between a woman, um, who I guess is like five foot five. I don't know, but that thing's massive. There's also this one where there's somebody on it riding it. Yeah, look, plus to see parks in action. But like, it's just a bit mad, isn't it? Just imagine that thing just still wandering around. So what? Would you change anything about it? Like, now you just leave it as it is. Compared to big compared to the elephant. Look at that. Oh my god, that is massive. Then it like, just look. I think it would be awesome having something like that wandering around again. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. That looks really cool, actually. Um, so where would you put it? Just keep it in Pakistan? No, yeah, like obviously it's changed a bit since it was around. Mm. So find a place that's similar to like its kind of habitat then. Yeah, don't really know how Pakistan looked back in that time period, but yeah, find somewhere similar, put it there. No, Sarah, love. No, rate that. That's quite cool, isn't it? Better than your dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. So, comment section. Let us know which one of those animals would you pick to de-extinct and why. Do you, would you go with Jacob's Paraceratherium? Would you go with Rachel's pig-footed bandicoot? Or would you go with my Spinosaurus from Jurassic Park 3? <laughs> uh, let us know in the comment section down below. Um, Jacob, it's time for Guess the Animal Noise. It's your turn. Have you mm. come with an animal noise? Yes, I'm actually... That ready. is lovely. All right, mm. here we go. Game time, Rachel. You excited for it? Last time, so. Do you know what Rachel's one and oh? She's smashing it so far. Like I can't believe it, but it's it's the way of the world, right? I feel I, like mine's gonna be a bit easier. Maybe. You reckon? Yeah. Am I gonna get it? Right. Just for a little bit yeah. of context, it's a UK animal, but that can be an animal anomaly. So that can be something that shouldn't be here, like a wannabe, for example. Mm. Animals that are in the UK. That's what it's gonna be. Okay. Yeah. So are you ready to go? I'm ready to. Go. Right. Play it into the microphone. Turn the sound up. Rach, are you ready? I'm stressed. Why? <laughs> it's only for you. I need to win. <laughs> All right, then. All right, be good, yeah? Go on, here we go. Oh. Crank. <laughs> oh. Uh, no. What is that? Bird. Oh, I feel like I know it. Magpie. No. Do I know that? <laughs> well, do I know the animal? Yeah. Do I know? Oh, God. Um, you might do, yeah. This is going to really annoy me. Pigeon? <sighs> no. Is it, a, is it a bird? Yeah, it's a bird. I think it's a bird, yeah. Is it a common bird? I think it's a bird of prey. Uh, Buzzard? <laughs> no. Kite? No. Oh, is it kestrel? Nope. Oh, my God. Is it a bird of prey? Are we on the right tracks there? Not really, no. Oh, good. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> right. Never owl. mind, then. Is it an owl? No. You're close with your very first guest, though. A buzzard. Correct. 
Yeah, Crow is close. Oh, okay, so it's... uh. I know what it is. It's, where, it's where he's from. Yeah. It's Chuff. Yeah. It's a Chuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so I got, I got it from the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Cornish bird. Dad I would never have got that. He sees a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, now he lives down there because obviously they're a coastal bird now. Well, they're, they're a coastal bird, but like, um, do you want to tell the story about them? Like, why they're there? How many are there? There's not a lot. I don't know how many there are. I haven't gone and counted. There is but... really, there's not a lot, but their stronghold is Cornwall and like the west. Yeah, they're, they're uh, like the kind of bird of Cornwall. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Special down there because they almost went extinct. So there's loads of efforts that went into bringing them back, basically. Yeah. Now they're doing all right. Get, get us a picture, Rich. We have to have They're a really cool looking, but... They are really cool looking, yeah. They're like, actually quite like Chuffs, but I would never have guessed that was... No, I, so I, I think I've heard that noise before down in Cornwall, but I couldn't... I the time. I couldn't off... Yeah, I can imagine. I couldn't off the top of my head um, uh, remember that, to be fair. Um, Just... Uh, we're having a bit of technical... Yeah. Right, so here we go. This it's is... a crow with lipstick on. It's... it's Yeah, it, imagine like a snowman with a carrot out of his nose. That is... Yeah. It's like a weird blackbird-looking thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, like, look at that. It's really cool-looking. I really like it. It's... um As far as corvids go, I mean, we got some really cool ones like the jade. Jade. But, um... Like, you know, you've got crows, jackdaws, and ravens and stuff. They all look the same. This one, I think, stands out with no, a yeah, big no. orange beak and orange feet. Really cool looking, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, rate that. Got another chuffs. I sat taking pictures of them literally like a couple of days ago. Yeah, you got some nice pictures of one of these as well. Yeah, they're, they're really good. And that's the only way I got that is when you said it wasn't like a crow. I was like, okay, he's got he's got one from where he lives. Yeah. Yeah, okay. sick, mate. Rate that. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. You like the chuffs? I would never have got that, but yeah. No, it's difficult, I think. That was a difficult one. At least you gave it away. Yeah, Clue did give it away. But if you got that in the comment section, let us know. Because um, that's that was a hard one, I would say. That was harder than Otter, mm. I think. Would you think? I'd be guessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the game. Well done. Nice one. Nice and difficult. Cheers, mate. Right. Um, we're now going to move on to the meat, the main course of this podcast. What they've all been waiting for. What they've all been waiting for. Rachel, what is it? Is it the thyroid scene? Yes, it's the thyroid scene. Yeah, the thyroid scene. So... Obviously, if you guys are familiar with the YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel, hello. If, if you're familiar with my YouTube channel, or have you talked about the Fallacy before? Yeah, I've done it as well. So I've done loads of videos on the Fallacy. I've had beefs. I've had lots of people, interesting people to talk to about it. And um, I've done loads with the Fallacy, mm. and I love it. Can't get enough of it. Rachel, do you know much about the Fallacy? Then they extinct. Or are they? <laughs> or are they? Da, 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 da. <laughs> Right, so officially they went extinct. The last one was seen alive in 1936. I think at that time, 50 years later, if there wasn't, if it wasn't seen, it, it gets declared in 1986 it's extinct, right? So um, officially there are no records of it, but we've got some sightings to tell you about today um, that could maybe change the course of history. So maybe the last one wasn't 1936. Yeah. Maybe the last one was at a different time. Are these like legit sightings or are these congrats guys, we've done it. Oh, you, what did you say? Congrats, guys, we've done it. You're very close. Congratulations, everyone, we've done it. Yeah, so Rachel's in reference there to uh, good old Neil Waters um, and his thylacine jerry picture from a couple of years ago. It's a couple of years ago now. It's about that, isn't it? Yeah. It's a while ago um, with his wallabies and that. Bit of a shame. Oh, got everyone excited for no reason. Cheers, Neil. Jesus. Right, anyway... Um, so yeah, uh, legit. All right, legit. Like, good. Good. This could be like the legitimate 
sources yeah. to thylacine still being alive. Mm-hmm. Now, I I love everything about the thylacine. It's one of those things for me. I just I can't get enough of it. Um, do you do you would you say, Rich? Just stop, before we talk about these, do you, would you say the thylacine is still alive, or would you go it's extinct? Just like just uh, find an answer straight away, and just sort of like what what do you think? Um, I would possibly say they're still alive. Why? What's that based on? Um, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> Is it, it's just like a blind hope or? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm actually quite 50-50 about it all. Yeah. I feel like, no, they're not still alive because it's it's a bigger animal that you would probably see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like the size of a mouse. Like, you, you would probably see it. Right, okay. Yeah. But then I feel like, yes, it is still there, but hidden. Right, okay. Well, okay, fair enough. Uh, Jacob, what were you, Ben? What are you saying? There's a possibility in places like Papua New Guinea, maybe. Okay. It's such, like, I don't know, yeah, an unexplored area. Yeah. Like, with the terrain and everything just being disgusting there to go and do expeditions. But it's, like, mainland Australia and, like, Tasmania and stuff, I don't think there's any knocking around there. Okay. Uh, same for me. Um... I think if there's any last hope, it is probably Papua New Guinea, and I, I don't think they're in. I don't think they're in mainland Australia. No. Um, but uh, a little tiny smidgen of me thinks they might still be in Tasmania, and I, just, I don't know why I hold on that hope. Basically, I've explained this before on my YouTube channel. My head says they're extinct. They're not here anymore. Mm. They're gone. Same. That's it. They're gone. But the summit here. That just won't let it go. But is that just you being hopeful? I don't more than anything. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's just there's something here that's just like, no, nah, mate, they're still there. Don't give up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's this hold on that hope. There's something there, and I mm. don't know why this animal has me like this. Because there's, there's like maybe one other. That I, I sort of get to that same realm. But as far as like extinct animals go, or like thought to be extinct, the thylacine is far and beyond like something I get excited about. The next one's probably the ivory-billed woodpecker, but right, yeah. um, the thylacine, there's just something about it. It makes me emotional. I, I have no idea why. It's a bit like a dog. I think so. It might be something to do with that. Like, you know, like, everyone loves dogs, and oh, yeah. we love dogs. Mm. We've all got dogs, so it's like, we love them. And it might be something to do with we killed off this stripy dog mm. uh, that could hold, like, stuff like a kangaroo. And it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it. I absolutely mm. love it. So how did they go extinct? Basically, from humans. Yeah, pretty much. So it depends on the location. So the mainland of Australia is thought that uh, are partly humans, but also um, dingoes getting introduced into mainland of Australia. They outcompeted them, uh, amongst other things as well, I suppose. Tasmania is a direct conflict with humans. Um, so this one was basically they were hunted uh, to death uh, with a bounty on their head. So they were thought to be like sheep killers and kill off like people's farm animals and whatever. So uh, 19th century, it, it turned out that basically they were like, right, we're sick of these animals. We want them gone. And then they, uh, the government put out like bounties. They said, if you kill them, bring us like a body or whatever, we'll give you a quid or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> a quid back then is probably about 400 quid yeah. now. Yeah. So it's like people I, back then would have been like, yeah, right, do that. I find it like, quite mad that that happened because obviously foxes are an issue to like our sort of livestock. Yeah. But we don't kill all the foxes. 
So, like, why would they... Some people do. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It was a big part of our history here, and fox hunting and everything. But, like, it, we, yeah. <laughs> but... I know what you're saying, but I think we we're probably... eradicated foxes. We're probably more sensible now than we were, like, 100 or 200 years ago. And, obviously, social media doesn't let you do that sort of stuff um, mm. to, a, so to that extent. It, so, you're saying, like, if it was a case now that the scientists were, like, mega endangered, they would be more preserved now yeah. and protected? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely, they'd be like, everyone would be like, no, save them. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not letting that go. No, yeah. um, but back then, I think, as you've got to imagine, Tasmania back in like the 19th century, early 20th century, not a lot of people living there. Mm. And it was one of those where you probably fearmonger through word of mouth. Obviously, nowadays, you can fearmonger through social media and whatever mm-hmm. and try and cause a ruckus that way. But back then, you could have been like slagging off. The thylacines and whatever, and your next door neighbor will be like, "Oh bloody hell, I don't want them near me," mm. and just scaring people with stories, you know, because they they also get called like hyenas or wolves, yeah. so they had different names and whatever. So, yeah, a bit of a bit of a sticky one. But anyway, um, it's weird, isn't it? To be fair, mm. like, why would you do that? Just a bit strange. But you look back at like the time and the really place like, and the any animal we've hunted to extinction and stuff, like you can ask the same question: Why? Yeah, it's weird. Don't like it. Mm. It's just human nature, I suppose. But um, did you want to go through your sighting first? Have you got one sighting? I've got one, yeah. You've got one sighting. Do you want to go through yours first? Can do, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Sighting number one. Now, what era are we talking? What time period? We're talking about the 80s here. 80s? So, All right. Short of uh, Yeah. They were declared extinct. Yeah, the, the decade they were declared extinct, yeah. Right, yeah. And so we've got the Hans Narding sighting. Okay, okay, you heard about this? No. Okay, <laughs> good, right, he's coughing. He's coughing, he's lack of professionalism again. Yeah. Can't believe it. Oh, I got sold off because I didn't take the camera off him in the last episode, but just went straight this on, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Could, couldn't, couldn't hold that one. Was like, no, good, right. Go on then. We've got the Hans Narding sighting. Hans, is it 1982? Yeah. Yeah, 1982, Hans Narding. Go on then, let's go. What is it? So basically this guy... He's an experienced, like, field ranger and everything over in Tasmania. He's pretty sure he's done some work out in Africa with the wildlife. So he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, seeing as he's a field ranger in Tasmania as well, he's not going to get confused between the animals that are out there. It's a, it's a man that spends a lot of time outside. Yeah, he, he has some good knowledge. Yeah. And so if he says he sees a thylacine, it's a good bet that it wasn't just a misidentification like right, okay. some, like, random I might think. Yeah, like, Rach, you would go out into the, the open wild world and you might... Get the like the wrong idea or something, right? You might see something and not know what it is and get the wrong label. Yeah. By the way, this happens quite a lot. Um, I'll well, probably yeah. talk about that a little bit, but carry on with your sighting. 1982, Hans Nardin. What happened? Mate, I've got a nice little speech here that he gave. Okay, go on then. Read that out. Yeah, what, he's got a speech. Basically, very small, mate. Can you read that? Uh, barely, but, you know, I'll give it a go. So basically, he said, like, as his report of the sighting, it was, it was raining heavily. At 2 a.m. I woke up and um, out of habit scan the surroundings yeah. and everything and he turned his spotlight on and was just shining the beam around and that's when he spotted it it was just, just in the beam yeah just straight in the light of the beam mad this style scene standing side on just stripes and everything yeah and he was Crazy. like he had his camera and stuff with him but he didn't want to grab it and stuff because the movement would have scared it off yeah so he like kind of he stopped and just Watched it for a bit to make sure, yeah, that's the thylacine yeah. thing. And then when he went to like kind of grab his camera and stuff, it let ran it. off. Which is kind of, yeah, that's a bit dodgy, but. Yeah, it happens. Well, it happens. I filmed myself doing that the other day. 
Uh, not with a thylacine like, but uh, <laughs> with a fox. The fox ran up into my grill, like five, uh, probably less than five meters away. I stood frozen mm. and I was like, oh, I want to film it. And as soon as I went to get the camera, it legged it. Yeah. And I, I caught the end of it, but like uh, back in them time, they didn't have a GoPro, did they? So um, a bit harder for a minute. But yeah, he said um, before like risking movement and stuff and scaring it off, he said it was an adult male with excellent condition and 12 black stripes on its sandy coat. Oh, so you could count them, yeah. Yeah, so sounds like a thylacine so far. It, do, it sounds like a thylacine to me. Yeah, um, the eye reflection was pale yellow and it moved only once to open its jaw, showing its teeth. And then he said after several minutes of observation, the animal moved away into the undergrowth and he lost it. And that's it, gone forever. Yeah. Do you know, what, so what happened, like, because he was obviously um, a big time... Not big time, but like he was a park ranger, so he he sort of knew what wildlife there was and what there was about, and he could he, misidentifications probably weren't going to be his thing, right? Yeah. Um, so what happened after that? Well, after he reported and everything, a big search took place. I'm yeah. Pretty sure, like it was a two hundred and fifty like kilometers squared like area around where he made the sighting. Yeah. Where there was no trace of a thylacine was found, but a report came back saying that potentially thylacines were active in the area up until then. Right, okay. That's, they think that that was possibly the last thylacine in existence. So, so for that, for me, I've heard Nick Mooney talk about that before, mm. and he was part of this as well, because um, he worked for the government at the time, I think. Mm. And he said there was a big, big government search. Yeah, it was like top secret at the time. Yeah, like big time. Until they finished it and said, yeah, that we haven't found anything. But yeah, like, kept secret. it was mad, wasn't it? Like this like proper top secret, we need to find this animal. Um, for like two years, wasn't it? It was really yeah, long. It was a and big old two-year search. Yeah, and um, the and they did they, they returned no animal, but they did say, like you said, there could be potentially some or one still out there that's sort of knocking about. But that, what I find weird about that one is the location. It's in the northwest um, yeah. of the country, which I find sorry of the island, not the country. Um, it's in the northwest of the island of Tasmania, which is. Semi-populated, I would say. Nowadays, it is, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe in the 80s, a little bit different, but there's still probably more people there than there are where my sign comes from. So that was Hans Narding, 1982. To me, if the government's involved, sounds legit. And seeing as he's like a wildlife expert as well. Yeah, exactly. Like I think, to me, that's the most legit report that there's been. I Yeah, um, I'm going to try and rival that with my report, um, which mm. comes from Adamsfield, 1990. So yeah, a few years after my one. Yeah, a few years after yours. Um, so like just over 30 years ago now. And Rach, can you pull up, please, Tasmania on the map? Um, I'll show you where this is because it's in the southwest. But also to give context to where Jacob's one from Hans Narding was. Isn't that relation to Australia? No, just the island of Tasmania, please. That would be great. Um, yeah, you can Google map it if you want, mate. That would be... Yeah. Oh, is that what you want to... Yeah, just Google map it. Oh, it sounds... But, right, anyway, um, while Rachel's... Was... Oh, okay, we're already there. Lovely. So, as we're looking at the map, you see where it says Franklin Gordon Wild Rivers National Park? Yes. That is pretty much uh, around this area uh, where these big lakes are. That is like Adamsfield, right? right. So, it's it, as you can see, green, very green, nobody there at all. Mm. There's not a lot of uh, people there. Go up, Rach. One, two, uh, it's in, in yeah, like, yeah, that area up there. Can you see that? Where am I? Sorry, where your mouse is? Where the mouse is, pretty much. Yeah. So as we go on to here, so pretty much around here, this sort of area, 
um, is where Hans Nardin saw his. Tagari. There we go. Uh, Tagari, you see it, Rich? There. Yeah, Tagari. So this one here, that's where Hans Nardin saw his. Um, if you go on the layers and press that on, right, you probably see houses and stuff. So, oh, it's really fast. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a lot of like uh, farmlands and um, residencies in that area now. We've still got plenty of wild. Plenty, Sorry. plenty. I, mean, I wouldn't actually say it's that very. It's not very populated. But to be fair, it's farmland, so it probably gets combed over quite a bit. You know, I'm gonna go name like dismal. It's a dismal swamp. swamp. That is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we go back down to Adamsfield, let's try and find that, or just type it in or whatever. Um, so yeah, right down southwest. Um, Around this, you said you see Florentine, Florentine just on the right where your mouse is. So, Florentine just there on the right, keep going on the right. There you go. This is it, the Adamsfield Conservation Area. We got it, yeah, yeah. lovely. So, this is still quite wild to That's today. You've got absolutely nothing there, yeah. There's absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. There is nothing there. So, zoom out a little bit, mate. Lovely. So, this whole area is where my sightings come from oh, right. it's the creepy crawly trail the creepy <laughs> <laughs> so Adamsfield Thylacine 1990 in this sort of area and by the way Florentine Valley which is this sort of area that was where the last one was captured from the wild mm. um, so in 1990 maybe 1991 we can't be specific on this um, there are two separate accounts which add to the, the claim the credence of this um, the first one hunters were out in Adamsfield uh, this sort of area we've got sort of behind us on the screen right now. Yeah. Um, but they were searching for wannabes, trying to like shoot them and whatever. Then all of a sudden, there's a rustle next to them. Right. An animal's been awoken. It's been startled, scared. It jumps up, tries to run away. One of the hunters gets scared, turns, shoots it, bangs it, dead, straight away, kills it. And after they kill it, they realise, hang on a second, what have we done? We've just... They look at the animal and they realise it's a thylacine. They've gone, oh my God, we've just killed a Tasmanian tiger. So that's number one, the sighting. Also, I should probably add, they did take some pictures of it. Now, the second one is a, is a fella called Rusty Morley. He's an interesting guy, great name. Um, he had a, another name as well, but you see where it says like May Dano or something like that. That's where he was in like Tyena. He's sort of around that area. So in the thylacine Adamsfield area, right? Now, Rusty uh, lived in this sort of area. He took three Polaroids of a small thylacine carcass he found while he was out in the bush that he claims died of natural causes, right? Very interesting. Um, those photos, I don't think, have ever come to light. Uh, same with the Hunter's ones as well. Um, but if you guys like watching want to see or listening, want to see what Adam Sword looks like, there's a YouTuber who I interviewed called Rob Parsons. Really interesting guy, outdoorsy guy in Tasmania. He did a big thing around Adamsfield looking for some huts and stuff. Because Adamsfield in the 1920s and 30s and whatever yeah. was a big mining place um, because a few fellas had found this like uh, metal, I think it is, called osmeridium. Right. And at the time was like five times worth more than gold. So it was a very precious thing that they wanted. Um, and they set up a big camp there huts and stuff and they had like a post office a little shop and all that people were like trying to find out all this osmeridium um as time went on that changed because it become less uh like uh, less expensive to yeah. be or whatever because like something had happened where they created a different pen because osmeridium was something used in like fountain pens or whatever right. and then it changed 
the big pen came and ruined that all. So basically, it, Adamsfield at that point got left deserted. Um, if you want to see it, it's on Rob Parsons' channel. It's a really good video, like really interesting guy as well. But in that area, that's where Rusty uh, comes in because Rusty himself, the geezer, has had mad sightings, like quite a lot as well. Um, so in 1960, when Rusty was age 15, he said he first saw the tiger in a bush and he had the opportunity to shoot it with a shotgun, but he didn't. Um, he approached the bush and the tiger gave what appears to be a threat yawn before taking off. Uh, 1984, he had another sighting. 1999, this is the one we're talking about today. Um, he took a picture of these like thylacines, one, two, and three paddoids of like uh, different aspects of the thylacine. Mm -hmm. And in 1991, he took a plaster cast uh, uh, next to the road of like what he thought was thylacine prints. 1996, he tracked thylacine around a lake, then took a plaster cast from the lakeside. Right. These have been verified uh, by the thylacine research unit. Um, so these plaster casts um, were looked over and they couldn't determine it to be anything else other than a thylacine. Right. So that's really interesting. Now, can you rule out a fake? Probably not. Not too sure on that one. We move it on. 1992, and this is where the story gets interesting. A geezer by the name of Colin Coomba, who was a newspaper editor at the time, he's shown around 10 photos mm. of an alleged dead thylacine, which includes a bullet wound from an unknown thylacine researcher who had duplicated the, photo, uh, duplicated the photos without the knowledge of hunters. So this person had seen his photos, duplicated them, and showed this newspaper reporter, Colin Coomba. Right. He told the story, and it goes like this. Uh, he tells about the photos, and he says the full shot. There's a full shot of an animal lying on his right hand side. Uh, you can see it's on like grass or whatever. Um, and there's also a close up side of its of its left side of its head uh, with the mouth partially open. Um, there's a close up of the front foot. Um, there's also a close up of the rear feet and the ankle bone because they've obviously got like a, yeah. a unique sort of uh, ankle bone. There's quite long. Um, close up of the thick tail. There's a close up of the entrance hole of where they shot it. Um, and the exit hole as well. And there were a couple of other photos as well, but you can't remember what they were. Uh, Colin's still alive today. I'd love to interview him, by the way. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, that would be. Um, but the, the thing that makes it all very complicated, and I just want to give a shout out here to the guy who runs the website where Live Meets Dark, because without that website, I wouldn't have been able to come out with this uh, like summary of this story, right? Mm. It gets confusing because there are photos in circulation. And there are photos of photos in circulation. And it all becomes so confusing and stuff that I can't dissect on a podcast. Yeah, It's very, very weird, confusing, and I don't understand it. But if you want to see more and learn more about that, you go to that guy's website where light meets dark and look at the Adamsfield pilot scene and you will understand what I'm talking about because it's a mind bugler mm. and it gets mad confusing. And I honestly would not be able to keep you up to date with it in this podcast. But the two photos show a foot of the thylacine and they're on the website there's a photo a there's a photo b both of them have been declared a museum specimen yeah. so not the actual photos of like from the hunters however in photo b of the foot of the foot of the thylacine there's an actual thylacine's foot on top of it which is a museum specimen mm. underneath that there's another picture and it's it looks like a polaroid and it's another foot and um, I think the name, I think his name's Chris. Chris of Where Light Meets Dark, the website. He believes, or at least has alluded to, that could be the real deal. That picture underneath. Yeah. And they're using that foot of the museum specimen 
to compare the photo he's got to this foot here in the museum specimen. Yeah. Now, very confusing. There's a lot going on. Two separate accounts. You've got Rusty who saw a dead one. You've got the hunters that shot one allegedly. A year later, a, new, uh, a newspaper editor sees or gets these photos from an informant, a thylacine researcher. Mm. For me, that backs up the stories. No, yeah. And I personally, after hearing this story and reading this story and all that, I personally believe that could be legit thylacines still around yeah. at that time. Mm. What do you guys think about that? Because you let me waffle for a lot then. So. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? So the the science that you just said about, are they the most recent science that they've had? In terms of like legitness, yeah. Um, so would there, there would be signings every day of people thinking they've yeah. seen a thylacine, but in terms of like ones that were people actually think, oh my God, that could be legit, then th these are it, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like now that technology is as good as it is, that if there was legit science we would have seen about it in the last 20, 30 years. There is that point. Um, but it's also said that thylacine could be a, a very nocturnal animal in terms of, like you just won't see it in the day at all. True. Yeah. What are you going to say, mate? Just on the, the technology point, though. It's like we just rediscovered the black nape pheasant pigeon. Yeah, true, actually. Like, the black nape pheasant pigeon, Rach, uh, is a, a bird in Papua New Guinea, hasn't been seen for 140 years, never documented uh, via video or photo, and did last year. Mm. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, that's it's good. like we've still got stuff like that happening, though. The sowler. Is out in Vietnam, Vietnam yeah. and Laos, 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 and that doesn't get sighted. But that's a big animal. That's like an antelope. Yeah, oh, well, and that yeah. never gets seen. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's possible that it could be out there, just not being seen. Yeah. So the only things I have with this, right? Uh, my questions: How have these photos, if they exist, how have they never come out? Colin says he's seen about ten of them, but mm. they've never come out, and he says himself, I don't know how they're not public. Also. Who is this person doing this thylacine research? Who is it? And is this potentially the last thylacines? Or are they still out there today? Yeah, it's like it's the, the picture thing, though. It's like the government uh, search where it's top secret. Like, the government, they might just want to keep it hidden. Because it's like, if they release, yeah, thylacines still out there, there's going to be someone who will go hunting for them. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. So if they know they're a super rare thing, there's like a couple left, they're not going to release it when there's the risk that somebody could go and just shoot them. Yeah, they will keep it hidden for a while. I would have thought so. Like if someone finds one tomorrow, that it's not going to be told in the news tomorrow. No. It, no. If, it, probably never, or in a few years' time maybe. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to be our sightings mm. of the thylacine. Uh, our two best ones, so Hans Narding, 1982, and then you've got the Adamsfield thylacines in 1990. Again, I implore everybody listening or watching, go to Where Light Meets Dark to uh, read about that because it is so detailed yeah. and we'll do a better job of what I just did. Um, but I wanted to summarise it for you. Um, so hopefully that was interesting. Let us know in the comment section down below what you thought about that. Um, but I think we're going to leave it here. Mm -hmm. Next time on the podcast, what we're talking about. Do you remember? <laughs> so the next time we're talking about Big cat yeah. in the UK. Rachel's favourite topic. I've also got animal noise. You got an animal noise. Oh yeah, Rachel's yeah. gonna do the animal noise game. Cool. <laughs>
All right, so Big Cats is going to be the next port of call. Got a few more Animal Anomalies. Animal there? Anomalies coming as well in the next one. So make sure you stick around on the podcast, uh, like it, rate it, all that sort of stuff, where you find it, wherever. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. Let us know. Give us some feedback as well. Are you enjoying yeah. the podcast? Um, anyway, I've been Cookie. I've been Jacob. I've been Rachel. This has been the Animal Anomalies podcast. Thank you for watching and or listening, and we'll see you in the next one.